0: Thanks for joining us for this message from Awakened Church. We believe in the power of God's Word, and we pray that you're encouraged by this message. Now lean in as we hear from God's Word together. Nate asked me to speak about thankfulness, and gosh, I have so many things to be thankful for. And I prayed about it, and the Lord laid on my heart to speak about my parents and share what made them so special. Uh, But first, I want to give a brief testimony and let you know a little bit more about me my life before I received Jesus. I feel fortunate in the fact that my parents always attended church, and I respect that because I know a lot of people's parents didn't just automatically go to church all the time, but mine did, and in my early years, my dad served at church as their music director, so we were always at church every time the doors were open. I must say my actions didn't reflect that I was really different from any of my other friends. How I received Jesus, I was attending a church service as a young boy when the Holy Spirit convicted me to change my life and direction. I repented of my sins, placed my faith in Jesus, and surrendered to him as the Lord of my life. How Jesus makes my life different, Um, I sincerely desire to live every day to please Jesus but you know I'm human, I've failed him many times, but I continue to trust him to help me grow in my faith and mature. He has blessed my life and truly given me a meaning and purpose to live for. What I'm going to speak to you about, I've titled the message, Thankful for Godly Parents. And the scripture will be Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way... He should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. I was saved at nine, married at 18, stopped attending church for a while, convicted very strongly to get back in church, and I've never stopped again. July of next year, Lord willing, Judy and I will have been married 54 years. Uh, Thank you. So, when a child is trained in the proper way, though they may depart for a season, in principle, they will return and not depart from it. Let me say that one more time. When a child is trained in the proper way, though they may depart for a season, in principle, they will return and not depart from it. Um, That was true in my life. And it was also true in the life of all four of my brothers. Uh, I can honestly say that. And so what I want to do next is share some attributes of my godly parents. And I'm going to go through nine attributes. Uh, Don't be alarmed. They'll be short. But I want to, to share that with you. If you want to take notes, there'll be nine of them. So the first one is they love me unconditionally just like Jesus loves us. And how did they know how to do that? Because there was a point in time in their life when they understood the gospel message and they repented of their sins. They put their faith in Jesus and they surrendered to him as the Lord of their lives. So that was very special. That's how they knew to love us like Jesus loves us. There was never a doubt in my mind that They wanted the very best, and they love all five of us boys. Uh, So they loved me unconditionally. Number two, they modeled a forgiving marriage. They weren't perfect, and I'm not putting them on a big pedestal, and they would be humble if they were to be here today. They weren't perfect, but whenever they did disagree, I saw how they reconciled and forgave each other, and that was very special. As a little boy, I was frightened when I saw my parents argue and disagree. That upset me. But on the other side, I saw them say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. I love you so much. Will you forgive me? And when they hugged and kissed and everything was okay, it was special. So they modeled a forgiving marriage. They made going to church a non-option. There was no excuses. You couldn't just say, oh, I don't feel good today, and I don't want to go. No, we got up, all of us, and we got ready, and we were on time because Dad always wanted to be on time. My mom used to say, Roy, do you have to be the first one there and the last one to leave every time? That's really what happened. But... uh, we, we went to church. You went to church a little more back then. You had Sunday morning, and you had Sunday night, and you had Wednesday night, and we were there all the time. So they made going to church a non-option. Number four, they modeled work. Uh, Dad was bi His main income came from his secular job. Uh, after I was born, Mom went back to school and became a nurse, so they worked very hard, both of them did. But guess what? All of us boys had to work too because Dad wasn't going to give us an allowance. He couldn't afford to anyway. But I truly believe if he was wealthy and had the money, he probably wouldn't have done anything any different because we had to all work and earn our money to be able to do the things that we wanted to do. So they modeled work. Number five, they taught me to love God's Word and how to pray. Bible and prayer was prominent in our home. Moms loved to study the Bible. I'd see her do that a lot. And they prayed at every meal. There was a fun thing about that. My older brothers figured out how Dad would determine who he'd call on to pray at each meal. And so we would sit down. We wouldn't eat until we prayed. But we'd be talking, and he would decide when it's time to pray. And he'd he'd just look at one of us and say, Dennis, I want you to pray. Well, what he was doing, the last one that was speaking when he was ready for your pray was the person he was going to call on to pray. So we had fun with that when we figured out what he was doing. So they taught me to love God's Word and how to pray. Uh, Number six, I knew I would always come home to a Christian environment. Man, did I notice a difference when I got to spend the night with some of my friends. It's sad, isn't it, that, that we don't really appreciate the things that our parents do for us and we take so many times we take it for granted. And I hate that. I could say that about all these things that I took so many things for granted but uh, I knew I could always come home to a Christian environment. Uh, My family and church life impacted my wife. Sometimes you need to ask her about that but see in her situation her dad didn't go to church and if she went her mom would go and it wouldn't be regularly but they had a big impact on her life when we started seriously dating in our senior year and got engaged, and she would eat with us a lot and go to church with us, and it had a big impact on her life. So I knew I could always come home to a Christian environment, and I appreciated that. Number seven, they encouraged me to serve because they served. Yes, we were strongly encouraged to serve, and. You know, he was leading the music. Naturally, we're going to sing in the children's choir and we're going to sing in the youth choir and we're going to do the things. But really, it wasn't a problem. They didn't have to twist our arm. We just did it because we we noticed how they served. Uh, Dad had a passion to teach young boys. You wouldn't think that would be true if he had five boys. Why would he want to try to corral and hold the attention of some boys? But he loved that. He loved the challenge and he wanted to teach them the Bible. And mom, she sang in the choir, and she's just ready to help out wherever they needed it. So they encouraged me to serve because they served. Number eight, they modeled how to worship. At church, certainly. He was leading the music. But when, we were having, when they had friends over, I got to see how followers of Jesus had fun and at the same time brought honor and glory to God. And that was in the home and just the different things they would do, and I loved that. But another thing special was that my parents, both my mom and dad, and all their, all their relatives were brought up in Nashville. So we'd be going to Nashville all the time. And there was a thing that happened at the Ryman Auditorium, the home of the Grand Ole Opry, original home, that on Friday nights they had gospel singing. And my dad sang quartets. He loved uh, good old-time gospel music. So we'd go to to the Ryman on a Friday night, and it was all night, literally all night singing, one quartet after another after another. So we'd pack our cooler with sandwiches and drinks, and here we are for the whole night. And I tell you, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, there was a lot of worshiping going on there with those quartets singing. So it was special. So they modeled how to worship. They taught me self-control. Now, I'm just going to confess to you right now, we all overate. My mom was a wonderful cook. But I saw self-control exercised in so many other areas. One particular I'll share with you. My dad told me about his dad. Uh, They were brought up in the Great Depression. It was real tough. And so when his dad got paid at the end of the week... He'd take his money and go straight to the store and buy cigarettes and beer, and he'd come home. And that just really, really upset my dad because they were struggling just to have milk and bread and beans and whatever they could do. All the kids had to work. There were five of them, and they were doing everything they could to do that. So dad made a vow that he would never smoke and he would never drink alcohol. And he never did, and we never had it in our home. So, man, I really respected that. So, they taught me self-control. God calls us to be faithful. Dedicate your child to God. Care, teach, and discipline him as God's child whom he's entrusted to you. We all make mistakes, every one of us. It says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But ask yourself what you need to do differently to honor God in your personal life and with raising your children. Um, I love this church. Awakened Church is so special. Uh, I love the diversity of our people, Um, I love how the Bible is taught in context and made relevant. Um, I love that we talk about the gospel. and What is the gospel? It's 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4. That Christ died for our sins in accordance to Scripture. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day in accordance to Scripture. That's the gospel. In Romans 4.25, it says Jesus was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Justification. He made us righteous before a holy God, justified just as if we'd never sinned. All of our sins, past, present, and future. That's how much Jesus loved us. He died willingly to cover our sins. So I love that the gospel message is, is really strong in this church. And I especially am thrilled to see us investing in the next generation. Man, that's great. Over on the north side of this building, the build out is taking place and we're enlarging classrooms. Did you know that we've had to close classrooms several times because they were over capacity? And now, they're over there, we're making larger classrooms. We'll be able to not have to do that anymore, putting in more restrooms that are needed. We have such great uh, leaders in our kids' ministry. Uh, Mindy Sims is director, and Chloe Hughes, the assistant, and uh, Jason Barnhill is providing oversight. He's always served in the kids' ministry. He's on the leadership team, and um, his wife, Teresa, serves and all the wonderful volunteers that are serving over there. And the the special another special thing about this is we're not incurring debt. We're paying for it as we go along. So I would ask you to continue to pray for that, which you may be able to do, because I'm praying that we'll continue to go with that project and won't have to stop and we'll get it all completed. And that's going to be special. Our student ministry is thriving. A.J. Kruger and... And his partner and wife, Breezy, and the wonderful things they're doing there. And, again, all the good people that volunteer and serve in the student ministry. That is so special. And it's those kind of things. The caring people that we have here genuinely care. And, and if you'll notice, after a service, you'll see pockets of people in the foyer out under that canopy and in the parking lot. And they're, they're praying for people And they're loving people the way Jesus wants them to be loved. And that is so special to see that. So I'm thankful. I love our church. I love the church. Yes, I was brought up in the church, and it's very special and dear to my my heart. So I'm going to close in um, a few minutes, and um, then we're going to observe the Lord's Supper together. And so... uh, at the conclusion of this part of the Lord's Supper, I would ask that if something's stirring in your heart now, um, and you, you say, well, Dennis, i wasn't brought up in the church. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I would say to you, there's hope for you. You can be the change. Don't look behind you. Always look in front of you. And take a step at a time. There's hope in Jesus Christ. And he is the answer. He is our hope. This church, going back to this, about our church. The church is his church. We're all here to serve him and glorify his name. It's an honor and privilege to be able to serve here. And be a part of what's happening here at Awakened Church.